welcome to episode 7 of the Society and Culture series on the Word of Winnie podcast. My name is Winnie Fred Ndragwani. What's good? What's good? What's good? I'm excited. I'm pumped up. It is the series grand finale. <laughs> Finally, oh, Society and Culture series has come to an end from July. It took me the other the other series i did took me like two months or three months and i was done but this particular one uh no i've done a series mm, i des- i deserve accolades <laughs> anywho so this this particular episode right i know it's we're in the festive season and you guys would probably be expecting to hear something about christmas um the season basically but i decided to do something unique and something different from like every other um every other thing you must have been hearing over the um, last couple of days so this one is something on i know we've been talking about society society but now let's bring it down to the home of the society which is the environment which is the earth this particular episode i have an amazing guest who's going to be joining me because me what do i know (laughs) so i have someone who's going to be joining me and who's going to be giving you all the details she's going to be telling you how you know some kind of traits some habits that are really dangerous some habits that are really toxic environmental habits that have ripple effects on the society and we should not take into 2022 I really cannot wait for you to meet this amazing guest of mine. Please stay tuned. Do not go anywhere. We have juicy, juicy, juicy stuff waiting for you. Okay, okay, okay. Let's do this. Like I said, I have a guest. Her name is Frances Abuno. Frances Abuno is a lawyer. She's an experienced environmental sustainability policy analyst. She's an African youth development convener at AfriConvo series. And she is the co-founder of a social innovative enterprise for rural water supply in Africa. That is Ruafiki. Ruafiki, yes. She has a demonstrated history of working in the international affairs industry and regional organizations across Africa. Frances is skilled in policy research and analysis, legal writing, youth development, programs management, integrated water resources management, and leadership. Hello. Hi, Frances. Thank you for joining me on this episode today. I'm so grateful. I'm super excited to have you here. I mean, we've had this plan for how long now? That's been like two months. <laughs> yeah, like like two months. <laughs> like two mm-hmm. months, actually. And it has just been, to be honest, I have been on my toes. I've been doing a lot of things. I just, at the point, I just got tired. I just, you know, I was just lazy to continue. But yeah, I'm glad we're doing this today. I'm happy. Yeah, same here. Glad to be doing this with you. So I did say this in the intro, right? But you guys, Frances is actually my cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Frances is my cousin. I don't mean some distant relative. I mean like my cousin, cousin, like my, my dad's sister's child, yes. So we're cousins. So I guess it makes sense now. You know, all the hyping I was hyping. I wasn't just hyping for nothing. I was hyping because I know we're family and we don't, my family doesn't, we don't hear nonsense. Like we know our stuff in this family. <laughs> Thank God. 
All right. So um, when we were talking the other time, and first of all, you have been everywhere in Africa. You've just been, I've been seeing your updates, so you've been touring <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Before your people will come and say, we this place I traveled, uh, traveled the whole Africa. I have not traveled to all of African countries, but a couple of them. And yes, it's been a privilege to, you know, spread the good news about advocating on clean water, environmental sustainability and access to portable drinking water to people in far-reaching rural communities who do not have ready ready access to um, portable drinking water as we do in most urban areas. I've been working on um, water policy ever since my first um, degree in law. I branched out fully into water policy and thankfully I got an African Union scholarship to do a water policy master's program, which is what opened me up to most of the opportunities that, as you said, probably have taken me to a couple of African countries. So that is, that's basically it. <laughs> I don't know why you are being modest about this. You're doing a whole lot. Are you just saying, well, I've been, no, <laughs> that's not allowed. <laughs> Well, we all start somewhere indeed, and I would say that um, a whole lot definitely for now might look like little for some people who have already climbed that ladder to the point of, you know, (laughs) achieving so many things. But I really appreciate the hint to, you know, take cognizance of how much God has been able to let me achieve so far and, you know, appreciate those achievements. So yes, indeed, <laughs> I've been doing a whole lot, but mm, we have so much more grounds to cover. That's that's basically why I'm a little yeah. modest. <laughs> Most definitely, there's, there's still so much more to do. Um, so many people do not understand how when we talk about water, water, they're like, ah, ah, it's not just. I think it's because we here have we kind of have access to you know good water to an extent. Maybe that's why we do not know how important it is to get good, you know, clean water that is fit for um, for consumption. You know how they say that um, when you have something in excess, you don't know the value of it, of what mm. it is. So, yeah, I think that that's why people will be like, oh, it's not just water. I mean, what's really, so it's a big deal. You know, it's funny how um, most African countries, including our country, Nigeria, how we um, tend to think we have water in abundance, we have water in excess, we have clean water in excess. However, we are not aware that we are over-exploiting our water resources, at the, our groundwater resources at the given time. And we are not sure of how sustainable these actions can be to sustain the future generations because groundwater extraction is one of the major things Nigeria and some neighboring African countries um, deal with. And it's quite um it I think it's as a result of the poor education system relating to water extractions. We had metering systems and we had water board systems run when we were ruled by the colonial people and most of the water board systems right now are literally down to point zero because of poor maintenance, poor management, and people individually extract from their houses from the ground, from their houses, because they have um, enough money to afford the borehole systems. But what this does is 
several points of collection, several points of extraction would invariably reduce the availability of the groundwater resources. The groundwater resources is not finite. When there is no recharge, groundwater recharge, it's not finite. It will finish at some point. Just the same way you put um, water in a drum and people keep extracting it. Maybe they, build, they put um, a point to extract from the right side. Another person puts a point to extract from the left side. Some, somebody else from the middle, somebody else from the bottom. Before you know it, it's going to finish as quickly as you can imagine. And what would happen to the future generations that want to take from that same drum or from that same well? That's how groundwater extraction is affecting Africa, Nigeria especially. And I really hope that many um, Nigerians will see this as an eye-opener to understand that the fact that we can afford borehole systems from our houses doesn't necessarily mean it is the right thing to do. Yeah. Wow. I can't, I don't even know. I think that I have never heard this before anywhere. I, I literally thought that we're doing society a whole lot of, like we're doing good to the society by digging water from um, underground. I'm just hearing that it's, wow, are you serious though? Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> wow, wow. Honestly, many, many people do not understand this, especially in my country, Nigeria. So many people. And I don't blame them because the government would not even bother to explain it to anyone because the, the state's or the federal water management system is not even running to get people to have water come to their houses from the central water systems and have people pay their water bills. I'm sure it's very weird in Lagos, Nigeria, for anybody to say, I have to pay my water bill, just the same way you say, I have to pay my NEPA bill. But in a place like Abelkuta, you have people, you still have places where they pay their water bill where they have the prepaid water card systems. Because Abelkota, in my opinion, is the, um, the only Western part of Nigeria that have maintained the water board system, not even in a perfect condition, but at least to a working condition, such that the metering of water cables, water pipe reaches to homes, and people can have cards. You go and recharge like 10,000 naira, and you come, you put it in, the water flows into your compound when there is a water supply from the central source. So it's very few people in Lagos especially that understand that this is, this, this is actually the way water systems are supposed to operate as opposed to groundwater extraction from one compound to the other, which is over-exploitation of our water resources, our groundwater resources. Okay, okay. So this is, this is new, like I said. I'm, I'm hearing you for the first time. And I'm thinking that now there are so many things that are toxic to to the environment, to society that we do not know. So aside water, I was going to say that, aside water, I remember when we were talking and you gave me this little intro and you're like, hmm, all the slay queens, all the slay, slay kings, that's like, you don't really know how much damage <laughs> they are causing. <laughs> and I was really looking forward to, you know, first of all, this one is an eye-opener. This whole thing you said about water is an eye-opener because I, I don't mm. think that anyone would have out of it we all we all really did think that groundwater extraction like boreholes and everything was the safest and best to, you know to get water but now i'm hearing it and i'm having like i'm just a lot of things are just going through my mind right now you know, i'm just thinking of how many places i have been to where they use boreholes so how many yeah. how much have been particular of destroying <laughs> the future <laughs> of water mm-hmm. exactly Oh my God. Okay. So aside this water thing, yeah, what mm-hmm. are the 
Especially toxic um, habits have been formed over time that you just see, you know, as 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 a professional environmentalist. Please allow me to call mm-hmm. you that. Feel <laughs> free. I think I'll wear that crown for now. <laughs> so, <laughs> wear it with a lot of pride, girl. You Absolutely. Thank you yeah. so much. Okay, so yeah, so what other things do you see, and then you just shake your head like, hmm, these people don't know what they're mm. doing. To be honest, I don't even know where to start from. <laughs> Is that serious? Because you know, you see so many things and you really cringe. Like before I had this education or before I had this thing in mind, I really did not bother. But now that I have this um insight, it bothers me a lot. And I'm not I'm trust me, I'm I'm Absolutely not the clean, clean freak or one with um, is it OCD? You guys call it? I'm not. Yeah. But there are certain things that um, the level of knowledge on environmental practices have opened my eyes to that make me feel sad when I see people do it, regardless of their age, their class, their gender. You know, regardless. And but it pinches me even more when I see those who have the the education to uh, understand at least to an extent these things when they do them. So for a start, I would say first thing when people litter the environment, like, and this I'm going to break into different categories. Like I think in the introduction, I told you there are several ways, like plastic ways, several, I mean, but the most toxic waste, like that's battling the African or Nigerian ecosystem is the plastic waste pollution. Like plastic pollution is killing the environment. And, you know, when people buy things on the road, the, the first point of action is you just drink it or you just eat it. And the next thing, bam, it's on the floor. I happened to attend a, a fitness program. And, you know, I won't mention the name of the bottling company, but a bottle of water company actually supplied water free to the people in the event and i i had to i was so pained like i had to walk up to them and ask them thank you very much for supplying this water and all of that but didn't you think of having a plan to collect these bottles i mean you cannot just come and give you know aren't you using recycled bottles to 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 you know bottle your water they said yes so aren't you having plans to collect these bottles that they supply 1,200 bottles of water. And I can assure you, out of 1,200 bottles, at least 1,150 bottles were on the field, like literally on the floor. Just, mm. I think maybe a few people had the mindset to take their bottles to a, to back to the desk. And what that was, I always have my water bottle with me. And I took my water bottle. Whenever they gave us bottle water, I poured it into my water bottle, gave them their bottle back. Keep it, take it back to your production company that is what it's supposed to be like if you don't want to go through the hassle of bottle collection engage um ngos engage people who are already taking action to collect plastic waste around the environment engage them bring them together put one of their um their bottle their plastic bottle um collection um vessel put it around there and people can throw in their bottle in those kind of things and it will reduce the risk of harming or hurting the environment let me tell you what plastics do to the environment 
very sad. Do you know that the plastics we put into the environment ends up in our food? That is how, because through the wow. water cycle, yes, through the water cycle and through the food cycle, the plastic will end up in the food we eat. That is why these days, if you look at the fish that come out of certain water, you see some of them, you might not, you might not know because they've cleaned them. When they open up their belly or whatever, they have plastics, microplastics in their belly. They've eaten, they've digested. Many of the, the sea uh, foods are, are actually caught dead because they had ingested microplastics. And these microplastics hurt their stomach, hurt their digestive system, and they die. So they, some people just cut them open, remove those things, and sell them as, oh, we caught this fish alive. However, the, the fish already died from ingesting microplastics. Plastics break down, and the bad part is plastics um, have a longer, they, they take longer to, to decompose into the environment. They are not um, biodegradable, you know. Okay. So, yes, they're not biodegradable. They take a longer time. And do you know the worst, the worst of all these things? You know this, um, we call them styrofoams. You know those yeah. plates we used to buy? Yes. Styrofoams are worse. We use it to buy, take away everywhere, like literally everywhere. So, I mean, they are just importing all of these things that are polluting the country, importing them, and they are the cheaper things. So, literally, when you see people, I don't have a problem with people not having the choice because sometimes I don't have a choice. But how do I handle that plastic when it reaches my hand? If I buy, I love, um, I currently love um, the citrus blast of Fiber Life. It's bottled in a plastic bottle, of course. But the plastic bottle is strong. But once I drink my citrus blast, I use it to put my water. I put my water in it because you have to take clean water. I put my water in it and I put it in the fridge. Because I can't, I can't imagine throwing that plastic away when I've not seen a recycling company come around. So the way we handle our waste, is very very important it speaks a lot about our character speaks a lot about who we are and you know a lot about how we we take care of ourselves because i mean if the planet we live in is crying begging us to care for it better and all we can do our own home the planet is literally our home is our covering is the place that sustains us you know but we are we are we are giving in to you know self-destruction of our own home we don't even care about putting trees around us that's why that's my biggest problem with lagos deforestation is deforestation and land degradation is like the in thing in lagos everywhere you go they want to build another house they want to sell the land for another commercial lagos is fast becoming a concrete city a concrete whatever and do you know the the the, the downside to that the downside to that is increased carbon emissions because these trees, these leaves, and everything we plant around us, they help ingest carbon. They help ingest the carbon emissions, and they reduce the risk of us inhaling most of these things that have the health implications. So if we look at it, the circle of our action affects the food we eat, affects the air we breathe in, affects our, the quality of our health, and invariably it affects our home, which is the planet Earth. And 
when we are done finishing the planet Earth and there's no more ozone layer, only God knows where we will go. That's it. <laughs> I hope I, I've, I've not over-exhausted. You know whatever I'm talking about, then I can go on and on and on. But let me allow your questions, like, guide my it's contribution okay. to this. So, yeah, it's really it just shows how it just shows how passionate you are about these things. I mean, you just you sounded like you were even going to cry at some point. <laughs> Sorry. Because, no. no, for real, for real. It just really shows how passionate you are about it. Like I can hear from your voice how you're just like literally you just wish you could talk to everybody at once to just stop Mm -hmm. you know i've always heard oh recycling recycling but i didn't know it was this deep i used to tell people it's not that deep now i'm sure it's just a trade oh let let me let me give you a funny instance and this is from one of our cousins i'm sure when she listens to this she's going to laugh you know, when I visited our house and that was like literally everybody like, oh, this lady plastic has come again. Oh, this woman. No. <laughs> and then I, I I visited and oh, they used to throw the, the bottles in the bin, mix mix the, the plastic with other waste. So one of the other practices that we should have is our waste separation. So we, we should separate our food wastes from that's the food waste is the organic waste. We separate it from the paper waste or plastic waste and separate the plastic, you know. So that way, when you sort like that, you're going to help reduce the issues of landfill. Because when you have the, if that is if we have the right waste management systems, it will help know where each particular um, waste will go to. But the beauty of keeping plastics away from the organic food is you're not going to spoil what the organic food can give to the environment by mixing it with plastic. And you can, you can also allow the plastics to be recycled. So you save the stress of trying to collect them from amidst the organic waste. You can help them recycle them. So basically, one of our cousins I visited, and they used to put the, the mix, the, the waste, you know, put the plastics in the bin. And, you know, with all the gestures and everything, say, oh, this Madame Plastic. I said, please, 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 put it in this place. Remove it from there. Put it, put, put a bag. Put a bag here and put the plastic bottles separately. It's okay to use them, but keep them separately. And when you give it to your gate man, they would sell it. They, because when you sell plastics to people that recycle, you get your money. And when I visited the next time, I was so happy. I was so like, you know, I went to the the kitchen and I saw that they already had that separation system going on. And I was like, oh, (laughs) yes. And I'm sure that's what still obtains to you now. So literally, like, just like how you spread the gospel everywhere you go, wherever I go and I see people using that system that is mixing um, plastics, I always try to tell them, "Just, just, just separate them. You can make money from this, your bottles. Keep them separately. <laughs> at least your aboki can make money from your bottles. Give it to him at the end of the month. <laughs> I didn't know that they paid um they paid for recycling bottles. I, I'm just hearing that. Yeah. I've enjoyed making money. What what have I been doing? <laughs> yes, you know, you see people who do this, um, you know, waste business is is, is good business. You see people who do this in quotes, um, kole kole or something, you know. Yeah. Recycling, recycling of waste is a thing, is a major thing. 
but we don't appreciate recycling because it's not a poise, you know, it's not a poise venture. But trust me, it's a major thing. You recycle electronic waste, you recycle, and you're going to get big money. You, you recycle um, iron waste, you recycle um, um, papers, you know, paper, carton, paper, and all of that. You recycle yeah. that. You get your money from people. When you sell to the people that would that have the machine, machine to recycle it, they will give you money for collecting and they weigh it according to the tons of whatever you, according to the kg or what, what, and you get your money. And you, they also have, um, you can also recycle your plastic waste bottles. You can also recycle, you know, your pet, your, um, is it PV now? The, the pure water nylons, oh, okay. <laughs> as it's called. You can recycle that. You recycle all, everything, literally everything. The bottle cap, and you will get good money from hmm. point-based systems that work when you remit these plastics to the right um, organization or NGO that can, you know, give you your cash for trash. That's that's amazing. I hope people are hearing now. Everyone that is relying on yeah, everything in this life is not Bitcoin, it's not white collar jobs, everything is not mm. HFX and all those other things. I mean, that's. I've been throwing away money. Are you serious? Well, I just, I knew that they were paying, but I didn't know that, okay, it was like good money, you know, like business, like that, like they pay actual money for it. I just thought it was, like you said, it's not really so poised. We just, we only see all these malams do it and we just feel like, oh, maybe at the end of the day, they just mm. give them on chicken change. And you know, we are blessed in Lagos. It's, it's not so much. Like you might have like, uh, uh, maybe, how many how much per kg now maybe i don't know just a, a small amount per kg for what you remit so it, that's why it looks small but we are blessed in nigeria we have the population like do you know that if you dedicate yourself and say you want to go and engage people to pick plastics for you you can make plastics that will fetch you good amount of money in a month that will compete with your salary because we have the people that, that till thy kingdom come, mm, they will not stop throwing that plastic on the floor. You just have to get that um, interest and just go all out. You'll be able to gather plastics from the creeks, gather plastics from party locations, like everywhere, plastics everywhere. And you see that that can give you enough money because we have the population in Nigeria. The money might not be so much for little, but we have that population that can transform drops of water into a mighty ocean. Yeah, I feel you. Today is Saturday. Today we're, we are doing this recording is Saturday. My mm. next week, Saturday, I'm going to Agege. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> Please don't go alone because so many people will be picking plastics as well. <laughs> No, I'll take my siblings. I'll take uh, everybody will work for their money. So they ask me for money. They remember that it's not. It wasn't easy to make this money in the first place. So we we'll all go like we'll, we'll go with these big bags and gloves and everything. It will be a very tricky of you know, of picking plastic. Mm. That's what on my mind for now. So we've mentioned two things now. We've mentioned how you know digging water from the ground, which to be honest, that one actually that one took me off guard. And then the second thing we talked about is um, plastic um, waste, basically, right? And I know we've heard all of this before. I mean, 
so many times we hear, oh, recycle, recycle, recycle. And to be honest, like I said, we thought, oh, okay, maybe it's not that deep. But now I know how serious it is. Then another thing that you see, I know there's a lot, interesting. So is there something else you're like, huh, these people stop doing this thing or stop doing this thing you're doing? I think one of the things I would say is our habit when it comes to shopping, our habit when it comes to buying things and all of that. So the typical Nigerian, I'm giving from the Nigerian context, um, if people are living in other African countries listening to this, uh, it's not a problem. The Nigerian prison system is everybody has a plastic bag to give to you when you buy something worth less than a dollar. So you buy something worth 200 naira, you have plastic bag. In fact, you want a plastic bag. So they have plastic bag in all shapes, sizes, form, everything. Like you want something that will cover up what you're buying, which is normal. To draw context to this particular point, I'm, I'm going to make, I, I, would, I would like to make reference to, um, because I, I, I count majorly like two, two situations or two things that have happened in my, in my own growing up and in my experiences that helped to shape this thing that I didn't even know was going to bring me to environmental practice at some point, but yes, it did. So growing up, my mom is somebody that, oh, if she wants to buy something, she always has a bag. Like she always, my mom used to be like, why would she go and buy a bag, back or bag or what, what, what? And the thing is, even when you want to go and buy like bread on the street, she would say you should take a, not a back or bag or not a big poly bag or a nylon. She would tell you where to go and pick it from to go and buy. Because in her own opinion, you need to take that nylon from the house. Don't go and bring another one. Or in her opinion, that one won't cover up what you are going to buy very well. You understand? But that's formed a good habit. Like when you're going to the market, why are you expecting somebody to give you another nylon? In my house now, from deliveries, all the orders you, I collect, if you see my stash of plastic bags, I'm tired. Because I, I'm, I don't see myself throwing them away. So I use them to pack waste at some some instances like to do the sorting and all that so i put them in it and all that but the thing is it is disturbing when you have too much of these things in your house and you are going out you are still going to collect another one i carry my bag my shopping bag to the supermarket close to me and when they want to put it in the bag i'm like no 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 don't worry i have my own bag except i'm maybe i'm coming from work and i can't i didn't hold the plastic bag or something or, a, or my shopping bag. But that is one of the habits that I think will go a long way if young people begin to practice. Start having bags that you take to the market. Reduce the um, amount of plastic bags that are literally distributed around the country because those things are also polluting the environment. You don't, you can't, sometimes you even want to buy something be like, ah, madam, you did not give me good nylon, double it. Triple it, triple it, <laughs> put it ten. It's too soft. It has cracked. If you have a reason to come from the house, I'm even speaking to myself because sometimes maybe it's better to start putting the bags in your own handbag so that you won't be trapped and the bag is too strong. The nylon is too weak. You have your own. You just pull it out with style and you use it. You go until the bag is completely condemned. 
Uh-huh, you uh-huh. discard it. But when you can, you come back from the market, you wash it, move the stain from it, spread it. It's not that you are poor. You are keeping the environment clean. Yes, because the typical Nigerian mentality is if you are conserving, then you are a poor man. You don't have. But the thing is, you are conserving because you care about the environment. In fact, the things we consider as poor man attitude is even part of the things that help to keep our environment clean. Because if everybody takes care of their plastics that way, it's go a long way. And mind you, in many developed countries, they don't even engage in giving plastic. In fact, if you are buying something that will require you to have a plastic bag, if, oh, I just, you know why it's vexing me? Because Benin Republic is just our neighbor, my dear. Not in all parts, but in in their shopping malls, I think Super U is the name of the mall, yes. I have it in one of my YouTube vlogs when I visited them. Super U, the, the big supermarket there. If you want to buy, if you want to pack your load, your bag, my dear, you buy a bag. You will buy a bag. Except you bring your own bag. Nobody sends you to not bring your bag. There is no plastic. They're not giving you any plastic. Yes. You will buy a bag, and the bag you will buy there, you will buy it like 500 sefa because it's a correct shopping bag. And next time, nobody will tell you you will bring that bag. You can buy a bag like 300 to 500 sefa. So you will bring your bag. Next time, you bring your bag. And that is what most developed countries do. Let's, leave, let's stay in Africa. Even Rwanda, all of these things are like things that they practice. And it is something they keep doing to ensure the environment is clean. Have you been to have you been to many African countries and see that the road in Lagos alone eh, is generating almost seventy almost eighty five percent of the entire waste in Africa because of the way everybody is shopping, shopping, shopping and accumulating more plastic bags into the environment. So that's one extra thing that I would say is a good habit if people um can adopt, you know have your shopping bags with you, plan your shopping and put them, Put you can fold your shopping bags into your handbag, just the way you can fold your umbrella into your handbag. There are also foldable shopping bags, put it in your handbag. When you are going out, you shop with your shopping bag, you clean it when you get home, you move on with your life. And trust me, you might not necessarily be saving the whole world, but you have saved the, the earth from one plastic bag, two plastic bag, or three plastic bag that you'd have taken from that market, you know. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, the idea of having to buy the bag makes a lot of sense, really. The one, the one thing that blew my mind had to be the whole borehole thing. I'd never even heard, I've never heard of that. I had never heard of that. So it literally blew my mind. I learned from that one very well. And of course, mm-hmm. the whole way, yeah, I'm going to start putting all of this into practice. If we are doing a if we are doing a series on society and culture, then we definitely need to talk about the environment. Because I mean, without the environment where we live, we wouldn't really have a society. There really would nothing that we're doing. So if we really want to help society, we need to start with keeping a healthy and you know safe environment. So this made a lot of sense. Yes, about your YouTube channel, can you just like talk a little about because Evolving Frances is one of the channels that when I go there, I'm just smiling. Thank you very much for allowing me to sell my market. Evolving Frances is one of my babies. Because I'm a Sagittarius, like I'm a December-born kid, I'm very, I'm very jovial. I like to explore things. One of my um, fun things to do is meet new people, 
go to new places and basically share my experiences. I literally cannot help but have a YouTube channel. So my YouTube channel, I would say it's Evolving Frances because I'm trying to put out different expressions of me and encourage people, younger people trying to find their path in career, in purpose and lifestyle or want to explore Africa through my eyes. I want to see, I want to see how my channel can inspire them one way or the other. So my channel is Evolving Frances on YouTube, evolving, like to evolve, to um, grow, to transform, to become the very best of yourself at every given expression you have. And my channel comprises of um, videos covering travel. So I cover places I travel around Africa. I have mostly been in videos right now, but I have videos now for, I have Algeria exploration experience to share. I have um, Senegal to share. I have Ouagadougou in Burkina Faso to share. So I have a couple more countries that I'm now like editing to share on my YouTube channel. So if it is something you want to watch, please don't forget to subscribe to Evolving Francis on YouTube. So reach me on my social media. I'm Francis Awuno on LinkedIn. I really don't use Twitter well because I think Twitter is too, it's quite too fast for me and I'm not chasing anybody in this life. So I just put Twitter to one side. Twitter is too fast for me. It just messes with my mind sometimes. So I don't like it as much. But I like Instagram. I like YouTube. And um, I try on WhatsApp. <laughs> I try. So my Instagram handle is Frances Awuno. Frances with a double S. F-R-A-N-C-E-double-S. Awuno is A-W-U-N-O-R. So you can reach me at Frances Awuno on Instagram and you can reach me at Evolving Frances on YouTube. One other thing that I love to do that I maybe need to mention here is I'm a born youth leader. I've served in several capacities of youth leadership from um, most of my study experiences and uh, one of the most recent ones was um, the um, master's group that I studied with, which comprised of um, African students from the entire African continent. And I served as the leader for the community of practice, which is what links the students and the administration together. So through that, I was also able to build good relationships, good connection, and of course, build leadership experience. So I can't let that down. So one of the ex one of my expressions of that or for that is the African Vote series. So started up the African Vote series and we hosted virtual conversations that have brought people from over twenty four African countries um on our platform to discuss issues relating to Africa, to also discuss how we can volunteer our career expertise to building the Africa we want, whether from home, diaspora, and, you know, we talk about career building, basically, for several expressions of youth in African countries, so that invariably we have the wealth of knowledge coming back to impact in the communities we serve here in Africa, regardless of where we find ourselves in the world. 
So you can also connect with us at Africanvo series on Instagram. And I think my teammates would, you know, link you up from there. And we're trying to do a lot more things from time to time. I, I, I really, I really appreciate how people love what we do at Africanvo series. And it inspires me to, to go for something bigger. That is why we're trying to turn out something way bigger than or something more of more value to the community we serve because for everyone that likes it, that is a, a potential community. So for everyone that likes what we do, we're trying to give tailored, you know, experiences that would help build that community that is truly impacted by what we do as opposed to just running programs. That is what we're trying to do now. So once our new flow of expressions for African series comes out, I'll ensure to share them to you and you can also share them to your community for people who are interested and it's very 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 good because the community we are building you can be doing podcasts here in nigeria and we're gonna you're gonna meet people who are doing great or who have great podcast systems running in other african countries that you can connect with you guys in this in the group in the group you are you guys will learn from each other you guys will also be able to you know, plan a project that would build something in Africa for yourselves. And that way you can turn it out to the community you are targeting. So that's just a little bit of what, what we do here at um, Africanvo Series and what we are working on, you know. So I look forward to having your community join. And uh, I think it will be a great one for all of us. Thank you. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. I really cannot wait for all of the all the collaborations that we have a lot of things that we're going to do most definitely thank you again and again and again for joining this episode i really did learn a lot and i'm very sure everyone listening also learned i mean this is not only applicable in nigeria it's also applicable everywhere in the world Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening thus far. Thank you for sticking through from episode one of this series to this particular episode, which is episode seven and the grand finale. Thank you. We have finally come to an end of the society and culture series. Yay! I literally cannot say thank you enough thank you to everyone who has listened to every episode thank you to everyone who has actually sent me messages saying one thing or the other about one episode giving feedback giving review i'm sharing the episode to their friends and people who have actually asked me oh when are you doing the next episode oh it's been a while since you did the last episode i really appreciate you all the guests on this series from um episode one um episode two i think it was episode three or four where we had um amaka chibuzobi we also had favor ibube we had omotara and this particular episode uh, my cousin frances awuno thank you so much all the guests you guys have been really amazing honestly i'm short of words i can't i can go on and on and on and on and on i can't say thank you enough it's the christmas season and i'm just so happy you know i'm so merry i'm so excited and the fact that i have finally done the grand finale of this episode i think i should pour cold water on my head (laughs) if i had money i would do giveaway i'll just i just give out stuff you know just you know bye (laughs) (laughs) I should stop joking. 
<laughs> but thank you honestly i can't say thank you enough if you have missed out on any episode on this series please do well to um do well to catch up yes really important and uh, you can just search the word of winnie podcast on your search on any browser of your choice basically on google or on your browser just search the word of winnie podcast and you would see all the podcast episodes please do well to catch up with anyone you feel like oh this title excites you this title um you just like the title just click on it and listen and if you feel like oh you want to follow this podcast on instagram oh no not if you feel if you feel like not if you feel like you have to it's compulsory if you listen to this podcast if you're a fan of this podcast please follow the podcast on instagram at underscore t-h-e-w-o-w podcast underscore the wow podcast and on facebook yes we have a facebook page the word of winnie podcast and if you feel like "Mm, this girl i kind of like her voice though i hope she she looks as pretty and as stunning as she sounds yes you can find that out by checking my instagram page at i am the winnie thank you so much once again for listening i cannot wait to I can't wait to spend time with you once again in the next episode. Till I come your way. My name is Winnie Fred and Dragwani. Enjoy your Christmas holidays. Please don't forget to spend wisely. January has 250 days. If you spend all your money now, oh boy, I don't know. I really do not know. Thank you once again. Have an amazing time. Bye.